Today's podcast is brought to you by the Homeboys Guide to Real Estate Investing. Want to get started in real estate and don't know how to get in on the number one side hustle in the world? Make sure you go to homeboyspodcast.com and check out the Homeboys Guide to Real Estate Investing today. Use code HOMIE50, that's H-O-M-I-E 50 for 50% off. Happy investing. everybody you're kicking it with the homeboys and the homeboys podcast where we talk everything in the world of real estate investing whether you're just getting started or a seasoned vet we're going to give you our over 40 years of combined real estate experience to help you on your investing journey today we've got a very very intriguing topic we are talking about the number one side hustle in the world That is the power of real estate. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're just wanting to get started and looking for a little side hustle to find your way in life and get get yourself built up, or if you're already making all that money and you're just looking for a side hustle that will build your wealth even further and create some generational passive income, real estate is by far the best answer for any side hustle. And people don't realize it, and we want to share all the ways that it can work for you. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. What is that song? I don't know, but you and I are big believers in hustling, so we've loved Every this side hustle. Every day I'm hustling. Is that L-M-F-A-O? Is oh, that yeah, the shuffle. Is that the... Or the um, I'm looking at our produ- producer because he's a, he DJs on the weekend. I don't know. Yeah. Whenever I, whenever I hear the word side hustle. It's the greatest know, video of all time. Is it? Oh, it's so good. They're like zombies who uh, who learn how to shuffle, basically, or whatever. Those are some fun guys. Whatever happened to them? Uh, they're, they're, I, I uh, saw them in concert in Indianapolis. Well, I think their Super dad, Bowl. Oh, really? They were here for the Super Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. I think their dad owns a bunch of nightclubs in Miami. So I think they're Miami guys living the living the good life. Just partying. Mm-hmm. Up. That well, sounds absolutely well, awful. We're to stuck me. here in Indiana uh, talking about side hustles. Yeah, putting me in the club scene in Miami. I mean, that's that would be like punishment. You know, some people get community service. They give Clint Weatherall a night in the I would pay so much money to watch <laughs> you at a club like that. Oh, sounds just absolutely dreadful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd rather go to the dentist. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Miami's not really my town, I don't think. It's, no, mine uh, either. It's a little, little superficial, but... Anyhow, I mean, I would assume that the real estate's expensive in Miami, but, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, real estate investing being a side hustle, not necessarily someone's full-time gig. And there are plenty of people that do make real estate their full-time gig, but really our target audience, most of our listeners are people that are going to have normal jobs. Um, you know, whether that uh, be in the service in- industry, sales, medical industry, we have, you know, we have a ton of dentists that are, that are customers of ours, but people that have day jobs and want to create wealth, generational wealth by investing in real estate. And that's, that's our target market. And those are the people that we really want to speak to and we want to help because we believe that um, financial literacy in our country really stinks. It's something that um, we've really failed at as a as a 
uh, society and is, is pouring into folks and letting them know how to save and different ways to uh, build generational wealth. And we believe strongly in the power of real estate. That's right. And the, the beauty of any side hustle should be that it's accessible to anyone. You know, a side hustle shouldn't require four years of college and 10 years in the industry to figure out how it works. And real estate investing is, is accessible to anyone. Even if you have nothing, it's accessible. And especially for folks that are just looking to uh, level up and they're, you know, working jobs where they have some disposable side income, you should be investing in real estate. There's a lot of people that'll say, ah, well, you two, um, you know, you're in real estate full time and that's what you do. And it's easy for you to say, but you know, I'd like to provide a little bit of perspective and not to talk about myself here, but go down memory lane just a little bit. Um, this used to be a side hustle for me. You know, I had a sales job that, uh, you know, business to business sales, uh, I always joke, I sold piss biscuits and air fresheners and I truly did, but I sold a number of office supply products, but, um, I would work that job eight to two, three, four o'clock and I was buying foreclosures. This is 23 years ago, 22 years ago. And um, I was fixing up those properties myself and I was flipping them because uh, I thought that that was the way to, you know, my financial freedom then, which I've changed uh, that mindset a lot over time. But um, it was a side hustle for me. And I started very, very slow and very small. Um, and then it did grow to where it, you know, it overtook my day job and I went into it full time. But, you know, we still believe that that is not for the majority, you know, of our listeners. We believe that you can invest in real estate without doing any of the work yourself, uh, that you can invest um, in areas not necessarily where you live, but in other parts of the country that it makes more sense. Um, and we believe in holding of the real estate. I think of the old Seinfeld episode, uh, with the car rental car, you know, anybody can just take them. It's the, mm -hmm. it's the holding of the reservation <laughs> right. that is the most important. And that's kind of the same thing, uh, with real estate. Uh, I learned that, uh, I wish I, <laughs> I look back and I wish I'd held so many more of those properties, but I did, I learned that. And I try to tell all of our customers and all of our listeners that, Man, some of your biggest mistakes in real estate investing can be the properties that you let go. For sure. You know, we believe in the power of, of passive income and passive is the key word there. It's about holding real estate, uh, creating that, that cash flow that you can get from your property, as well as the tenant paying down your mortgage, plus the property appreciating. And when you combine those three things, appreciation with a tenant paying down your mortgage and monthly profit, you can create wealth at a level that you wouldn't believe. And you can do it sitting on the sidelines and have it be kind of your side hustle where all you have to do is manage the managers, so to speak especially if you have property managers, property managers in each market, whether you're in one market or not, and you can do this on your own if you want. I think you're crazy if you want to manage your own rental properties. When Clint and I buy rental properties outside of our state, we use a property manager. Um, so I think you'd be out of your mind to, to manage your own. Even in town, we don't manage our own properties. We happen to own the property management company, so that's kind of cheating. But at the same time, I don't know anything that's going on with my rental properties. I treat it just like they're a third-party property management company. Well, I think it's important also that the um, 
the separation, I guess, is the word I'm looking for between the owner and the property manager, I think is very, very important. Um, you know, the property manager has a, du- a fiduciary duty to act uh, for the best interest interest of their client, which means maximize their bottom line. So it's very important for the property manager to really, um, you know, force the, you know, the payments, you know, for tenants. Um, and you've got that, you've got that separation. I remember whenever I used to manage my own properties before, way before we had a established property management company, it's easy for owners to get emotionally involved, you know, with, with tenants. It's almost impossible not to, you know, I remember a, a a tenant uh, who's uh, had a, had a son who um, broke his leg and, you know, they were short on, on cash and I allowed them to, to skate by for a while. And then, you know, it just kept snowballing and, you know, never get caught up. And not to say that, you know, we're not compassionate because, you know, we've got a whole separate, um, you know, charitable thing that we do uh, through the homeboys where, you know, it's, we call it the homeboys cares, but, you know, we've got a duty to our, our, our client to, you know, if, if tenants aren't paying, you know, they, they can't stay in the property, you know, unless, unless the owner was to do something special, but that's not, that's not our job, you know, to do that. So creating that, se- that separation, I feel is very, very important. Um, I tell our customers that we can manage your properties um, a lot cheaper than you can manage your own. It's true. We will maximize a lot of the times, whether you're, if you're involved doing it yourself, you're going to fix all these little things that don't need that are maybe even the tenant's responsibility. You're going, you're not going to charge the tenant the full market rate because they're right in front of you and it's harder to do. You're going to let things slip a lot of the times. And the cost of that property management is so little that generally it can be made up for by having a third party do it. So this can be a side hustle literally for anyone. It doesn't matter. You don't have to even know anything about real estate. There's companies all over the country that will provide you a fully rehabbed, fully inspected, fully warrantied property with a pretty little bow on it with a tenant in there, cash flowing. And all you do is you close and you collect that cash flow each month and you let the tenant pay down your mortgage for you and you capture that appreciation by owning that property over the years. And you can create such great wealth with this side hustle and it, should be a side hustle for most people listening. I know there's a lot of people that kind of have a passion for real estate and Hey, if that's truly your passion, get into it. But for most people, they don't own real estate because they think that they have to do it um, full time or be more involved than they have to. And they've already got busy lives with a job, with kids, with whatever else you have going in your life. And so they're like, Oh, I'm not going to do real estate. I'm just going to put my money in the market. It's easier. It's not. This is just as easy as the market anymore. Now, is it bumpier than the market? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, there's arguments to be, be I've been had. through some pretty big bumps in the stock market. I've been through some pretty big bumps, too. I you know, know you got it, you got hurts. you got handed to you in 2008. Big time. But yeah, but real estate, you know, the job of the property manager and the people that assist you, it's to make it as easy as possible for you. And because of technology, there is a way to do this where it requires almost none of your time and people are sleeping on it and they're missing out. It should be your side hustle. If you have a career where you're making great money, you don't want to stop that. 
and you don't want to take a lot of time away from that. And you don't want to take time away from your fun, from your family and real estate can be the way to do that. And you should be out there doing it because you will create generational wealth. I think it's real important. You know, you said, uh, you know, taking time away from your family, you know, uh, I got, I got involved in real estate way before kids, um, 14 years before, um, you know, I had children, um, and I, I look at my life now with kids and I have, I have four and seven year old daughters. Um, there's no way I could have done what I was doing, um, 20 years ago. Um, you know, if I had kids, I guess I could be doing it, but it would have taken so much time, you know, away from my family. You know, I love, um, I was, uh, my daughter Fallon, I was her softball coach, um, you know, this past summer and, um, you know, I love being able to, to do things with my kids. I just told you right before we started filming uh, the podcast, you know, we're going out for dinner, family dinner tonight. And, you know, I'm so giddy about being able to go out and spend time with my wife and, and daughters. You know, I, I'm saying all that because we believe in real estate being a side hustle, but there's nothing more important um, than your priorities and your family. And, you know, there are ways of getting into real estate and not jeopardizing that family time. And that's what we're encouraging people to do. I mean, everybody can, everybody's story is different. Um, and if you have that time, you know, there's, there are ways that you can do a lot of the stuff um, yourself, although you can also really get yourself into a bad spot if, if you don't know exactly what you're doing, but you know, never lose sight of, um, you know, of your priorities when, with your, with your family and uh, your faith, um, you know, and we believe in, you know, people keeping their day job and keeping this as something that can build generational wealth, you know, for your family. For sure. And for, for those folks, you know, this being a side hustle will be the easiest side hustle in the world because it can be passive income. And keep in mind, you don't, if you're going to buy $150,000 uh, rental property, that doesn't mean you need $150,000 like you would in most investments. In real estate, you get this thing called a mortgage, which is a of an amazing financial tool to be able to invest in real estate because you can throw a 30 year mortgage on that property, finance 80% of it where you only need 30, you know, grand down payment and that yet you're earning money on the entire $150,000 house. So leverage is so possible with this. So not only is it, you're able to do this without a lot of time away from your family and friends and job, but you can also use the bank's money to do this. Tell me a side hustle that's better than that. There isn't one. And for young folks, there's easy ways into real estate where you could treat this as more of a time. If you have more time than money, there's another way to do this. We've talked about all these hacks. You can get an FHA mortgage to buy your first house, live in there for a while, turn that into rental and buy your next house. There's all these different hacks you can do to treat this as a side hustle for younger folks or for folks who don't have a nest egg. There's ways into this. I split a house with three of my friends when I was young to buy a house and fix it up. We treated that as our side hustle and we had a blast doing it. We all hung out and we mostly drank beer more than fixed up the place. Sounds amazing. I know. But at the end of six months, a little bit of hard work, we all made a ton of money and that's still out there to be made. Do you think there's any way your wife, our producers' wives and my wife 
would allow us to buy a place and to, move into it to buy a place and drink beer and fix it up together. Mm-hmm. You think, you think it's still an option? My on wife would probably be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of the house. You know, oh gosh. Oh, I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't survive uh, till, till the morning if that was uh, something that I did, but you know, I, I can, I laugh, but you know, that would have totally been an option for me whenever I was, whenever I was you yeah. know, that age. And, you know, being creative, I think is if you're creative like that, your odds of being successful in real estate are going to go up exponentially, you know, because you're not scared to get into it. You're, you're, you're diving in, you're doing what you've got to do. Uh, but you, you know, you, you, you started that by really talking about the easiest entry. Um, and we know uh, by talking to a lot of our listeners at this podcast, man, there's a lot of people that don't, um, own the home that they live in. And, uh, we did some short form. I did a short form content where it was me. Um, well, both of us were talking about, but I started off by saying, don't ever sell your house. Mm-hmm. And then there was a lot of people that accosted me for, uh, you know, for saying that, uh-huh. how dare you say that you've got to have money to, to, to put down on your next property. Well, we believe that you can have a plan in place where you don't sell your house. You know, you make, your your first primary house, um, you go into it knowing that you're going to keep it and it's going to be a rental property. So, I mean, if you go into it with that mindset, you probably don't want to buy a house that is double the value of the median average for your market. You know, you want to do something that is, you know, closer to uh, the median, you know, house value, but you know, say, and don't remodel your kitchen every two years while you're living there. If it's going to be a rental correct, down the road, there's correct. all kinds of savings you can have, and you can be saving while you live there for your next house. And with appreciation that's gone on in many cases, after you've lived there for a couple of years, you could always do a cash out refinance to you to get the down payment out of that house and to use it on your next. There's all kinds of ways. I don't want to hear I can't do it because it's it's. You're, you, the only reason you can't do it is if you say that. I've yet to see somebody in our line of work who's really involved in real estate not be able to do something that they wanted to with real estate. It's an amazing tool because you can borrow against it. There's all of these fin- financial tools out there that they love real estate and they you can make it happen. I promise you, you can make it happen. I think it's I think it's worthwhile to just generically throw some numbers out in uh, out in the air here of of how someone that does not have a house could make that work. You know, so for our market, which we're in the metropolitan Indianapolis market, which is the was it the twelfth, thirteenth largest yeah. city, you know, in the country, there are plenty of opportunities in Indianapolis and the surrounding areas to get in at two hundred thousand right. dollars. You can still get a house for two hundred thousand dollars. I can name a hundred other cities where that's the case too. Right across the country. Correct. You know, yeah. no, we are not talking about Los Angeles. San Francisco, New York City, Houston you know, even is out now. It used correct. to be Chicago. In. We're yeah. not we're not talking about those uh, th- those areas. But here in Indianapolis, you can get a house for two hundred thousand dollars. FHA mortgage three percent down is six grand. Uh, there's a thing you know here in Indiana where property taxes are paid in arrears. So whenever you purchase a house, you get a tax credit. So it's great when you buy. Stinks a little bit more uh, whenever you sell. So you get a proration on your taxes whenever you buy, you're looking at, you would have to bring 4,500, 5,000-ish um, you know, dollars to close on a $200,000 house for you to live in. Then after you, you know, own that house, you live in it, keep in mind, 
while you live in it, all the interest on that loan is tax deductible. So it's much cheaper paying for a $1,000 mortgage payment than it is paying for a $1,000 rent payment. Very important to keep that in mind. But then, you know, while you live there, you know, plan on that being held you know, going forward and being a rental property. It's a great entry into real estate investing and pretty easy. And if you say that you can't save up, you know, $4,000, for a down payment, you know, on that house, yes, you can. You totally can. I mean, if you look at, you know, if you even just wanted to make that a a goal for uh, in 12 months, you know, that's not saving you know, that much money, it can be done. We've got a savings calculator on homeboyspodcast.com that we encourage you to go see how much you would need to save in order to, to reach that goal for an FHA house in your market. It's easy to play around with those numbers and you can see what you need to save each month. Um, break it down by week from there too, because as little as hundred, two hundred dollars a week on a side hustle would get you to that house in a flash. And you could have your first house, whether you're driving an Uber on the side or whatever you would do. Yeah, that would be some sacrifices for that year in order to buy your house. But it starts you down that road. And then once you have that house, you never sell your house. You keep it. You level up to the next one. And for those of you that are out there that are like, okay, I'm going to sell my house because uh, we've, you know, we've kind of outgrown it. I've got that raise. I've got that new job where I'm making a little more money. Just pause. Take Catch your breath, keep that house for another year and save up for a down payment for the new house instead and keep the house you're in and turn that into a rental. You're going to build so much wealth that way. If you would do that every time, Clint has a friend and uh, one's a teacher and one works in admin in uh, a college. So, you know, professional jobs, but they're not like the ultra rich or anything. They're worth millions of dollars because they've kept every house they ever lived in. When they started out in a little condo, they kept it as a rental when they moved. Then their first little starter house, they turned that into a rental and bought kind of a nicer home. And they just kept every property as they moved up in life. And they are now worth millions and millions of dollars because the tenants have paid off all that real estate for them. One of them has paid off in full. They've had the same tenant in there since oh four oh oh three or oh four so 20 years this tenant mm-hmm. paid that house off for them mm-hmm. what a wonderful gift that place it's a great house I, I think they paid around 154 and it's worth almost 300 now if i've got those numbers kind of right they don't, uh, close okay yeah, real so close. you know not only did the tenant pay off their mortgage but the, the property doubled in value $300,000 and it took nothing out of their pocket other than that first down payment that they were making anyway because they were going to live in it. It is the greatest way to build generational wealth and it's already baked into what you're doing. You just have to change some really small decisions. And if you're not to that first house yet, save up. It makes it worth it. If you have a goal and a reason to save, like because you're going to be able to get into real estate if you mm-hmm. save, it makes savings a little easier. And then once you start seeing that power of compounding interest and the power of real estate building you wealth, you're going to be even more motivated to save and to work harder and to hustle. And before you know it, all your real estate will be doing the work for you and you can sit back and enjoy the ride. But for all those people that say out there, oh, landlords are evil and uh, death to landlords. Well, that particular situation that you're talking about, you know, my friends, they've rented that property out to someone that has really 
um, needed their help along the way, and they have changed that that uh, that tenant's life when um, certain you know problematic situations come up with that tenant. They worked with them, um, you know, they poured their heart out, you know, with 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 this tenant, and you know, very compassionate, you know, people, and you know, thankfully that tenant didn't take advantage of them, you know, uh, mistake their kindness for weakness, you know, you can do this you know, in such an eth- ethical way that, you know, grows the kingdom and helps other people as well. And that's, that's what, that's what they've done. So don't be scared to be a landlord. You know, you can, you can help, um, you know, other people, you know, we, we have a thing that, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, help a lot of uh, tenants that are within our, uh, you know, property management company, you know, through our home, homeboys care uh, program. And, you know, it's not just people out there gouging, um, you know, tenants. In a lot of ways, you know, I think it's it's also important to say, keep in mind, uh, property taxes have increased, labor has increased, utilities have increased, um, you know, prop, um, house materials have increased. Landlords don't have any control over that. You know, well, nothing that they can do. When people complain that all landlords are evil, I immediately turn off my ears because, the, it, I mean, it's just a stupid blanket statement that in, labeling any one occupation as all evil just tells me their opinion doesn't mean much to me. Well, what so. I don't understand whenever that, whenever that comes out, do people really think that all housing should be government housing? Because I can assure you that would solve everything. If the government controlled all housing, then, oh, this world would be such a better place. Yeah. I mean, housing is a human right is something that we see people say all the time and we don't necessarily disagree. I just don't want the government to be the one providing that human right because that's never been successful. It just has never been successful. That's not the answer. Hey, great, great idea. Yeah, housing is a human right. Food's a human right. So should restaurants be shut down? There, there's a lot. It's there's some insanity out there that I try to, I try to just lose focus on when I start hearing it. Yeah, but farmers and restaurant owners are good people, and you're just a slimy, scummy mm-hmm. landlord. You know? Well, I mean, if you look back at, the, at how communism made, reared its ugly head in Russia, um, very early on, it was farmers who eventually, uh, you know, they they hung them all all the landowners mm-hmm. and you know before you know it it started with the landlords and before you knew it the farmers the farmers were being hung out for being landowners isn't that know? crazy yeah i mean it's just it's a, it's a nasty belief system that that i don't even care to listen to it used to irritate me whenever i would see people without without way of thinking but you know now i think it's just a strong indicator of how fi- how bad financial literacy you know, has become in our, in our, in our country. Like, you know, and I think that that should, you know, motivate you and I, you know, even more to get this message out to folks. Like part know. of the problem is it's not an in-depth, they haven't thought it through most of the folks. It, it just sounds good on paper. And so there's some well thought out economic theories that involve socialism, capitalism, and of course, all of the above socialism, but none of them understand those and have studied them. They're just regurgitating small sound bites. So it's mm-hmm. like, wh- how am I going to teach them when they just immediately aren't going to learn anything and listen? So part right. of it is just they're blind to it. And real estate as a wealth builder is evil to them because wealth building is evil. But the rest of us who work hard every day and those of our listeners who are out there, you know, putting in their work every single day spending time with their families, going out, having fun with friends. There's got to, you've got to balance that with some wealth building and real estate 
is the best way to do that. And so those are the folks that I care about. Those are the people that I hope listen and I hope will change their own lives through their own actions based on the experiences that we've had. And these wonderful stories of all our clients who we've seen go from nothing to great wealth through real estate. It's just amazing watching people's lives change through it. So that's, that's the passion behind it for us. And our message is not for people that are, um, wanting to go to their class reunion in a Ferrari or, uh, you know, have a, uh, you know, a, a big party on their private uh, yacht or fly across the country in a, in a jet. That, that is not our message. And that is not what we're uh, telling people to, to try to achieve. This is something that is, I always say, it's amazing what 10 years of sound real estate dec- decisions will do for a person. Um, you know, we're talking about acquiring uh, real estate, stable stabilizing it, you know, um, then adding to your portfolio slowly, you know, it's a, it's not a sprint, you know, it's a marathon and it can easily be done. Um, you know, and it doesn't, uh, have to be, uh, some greedy world of trying to get, get one, um, over pe- on people. It's uh it's a very sound way to not only grow wealth for you, but for generations to come. And your real estate will, will begin to buy you real estate. When you reach a certain point where you say, have four to five properties, the profits from those properties, you can start using as down payments for your next properties. And before you know it, you've got a real estate portfolio that's out there. Not only is it creating passive income for you and being paid down by the tenant and appreciating, but it's creating enough cash flow to be able to create more real estate. And then your real estate's creating real estate. And you want to talk about the power of compounding, try compounding houses over compounding interest. I'll take compounding houses any day. Every day I'm hustling. Right back to where we started. Well, it is it is the real side hustle. It is the number one side hustle, and it's attainable. And I think it's very important for our listeners to know that. So anyhow, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. We take this very seriously. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you check out the homeboyspodcast.com. There you can check out our real estate investing course in our promo code HOMIE50 for 50% off. It's something that Scotty and I are really proud of. We believe in it. We put a lot of time, energy, and effort into it. We really think it can change your life. You can check out our short form content on TikTok at the Homeboys Podcast is where we can be found. Till next time, happy investing.